0: We're so caught up about our self-image that we forget. You know what we forget? We forget that it's not about our self-image. We were made in God's image. And we were made in God's image for the purpose of mirroring, of reflecting the glory back to him. That's the whole point. We're made in God's image. We're made in God's image to be his fingerprint here on earth. So when people look at us, they see him. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. Good morning. It, it is Monday here change. on Church Boy oh. Confessions. Oh. He will direct your path. So what's there fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions podcast. I'm Maryly Hecke. This is your first time listening. Thank you so much for giving me a chance. Um, God has commissioned me. God has, you, has been using me to um, spread his word, and I'm just so thankful for you guys, you know, sitting down and actually listening. Um, and I'm thankful for you guys' feedback. I'm thankful for you guys being a part of this unassociated community. Um, and I, I feel like I had to say that to start off this this show. Thank you guys. The feedback, the the love, the the affirmations that I'm receiving is just like when I tell you I my, the month of March was probably the best month that I've had since coronavirus started. Yeah, because it was rough, and it was just good. Like it just felt I just felt so much love. I felt so close to God and like I I just want to keep that going April and continuing on the rest of my life so um yeah side note faith is so key you know faith sometimes sounds stupid faith sometimes sounds ridiculous but faith is so key like it can literally be what makes or breaks your life if you have faith in God being there and God making a way or if you don't have faith I just need to say that that's not what we're talking about today but nevertheless (laughs) Nevertheless, <clears throat> we're going to get to the topic and today we're going to be, you know, last, a couple weeks ago I talked about the valley strategy and I talked about self-pity. This week we're going to talk about the mountain peak strategy and just to like give you guys a background on what I'm going to be talking about um, or actually before I say that, oh my gosh, see, look at me, I'm tripping. Happy resur- belated Resurrection Day for everybody out there. Honestly, yesterday, we, um, Sunday, we celebrated the the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Without us, we would all not be saved. We probably wouldn't even be here today. So I have to say, I mean, we're going to talk about Jesus all episode. But, you know, I had to just pay homage to that um, Resurrection Day. I can't believe I didn't. Okay, forgive me. Anyways, um, so the premise of... This episode I talked about two weeks ago, and I would I would um I would advise that you go back to episode where I talked about self pity. I think I think it's called the dangers of self pity. And what I was talking about was how when we're in a journey, when God has called us to journey, you know, whatever journey that He's called us to, you know, there's different phases of that journey. Or some of us are called to the mountain peak, and some of us are called to the valleys. When you're in the valley, um, you know, this is when things are really hard, things are really rough, and an enemy that you really have to look out for is self pity. Um, but today I'm going to talk about the mountain peak because there's a strategy. There's a strategy to get through the valley, and there's a strategy to get through, to the mountain um, through the mountain peaks, right? From mountain peak to mountain peak. When I describe, when I say mountain peak, what I mean is when God has put you in front stage. We all love to be front stage. We all we all yearn to be put in front stage. Not all of us are put in front stage, but when you're called to this journey of mountain peak to mountain peak, you're in the front stage. Things are relatively more comfortable. Like you're not in a prison like Saul was, right? Um, You know, and like, uh, you're, 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 God is blessing you when you're blessing other people and so on. And it feels really good for the most part, relatively, I'm not to say you don't have any more problems. We're going to get to the problems, but I think at these points, you know, we have to remember that just because you're going from mountain peak to mountain peak does not mean that you do not have enemies. Right. And when you're at the mountain peak, your enemy not might not be self-pity. The devil may not tempt you with self-pity. But maybe the devil's gonna tempt you with something different, a different tool. He's gonna he's gonna reach into his toolbox, he's gonna bring out something different. And I think that for many of us, when we journey from mountain peak to mountain peak, we forget about this enemy. And the enemy is called pride. The dangers pride of having a prideful heart being a prideful person and the point of this entire episode because i'm going to get straight to it the point of this episode is that our lacking yeah our lacking of giving god the glory is an offense is uh, is an offense to him our lacking of giving god the glory is a lie our lacking of giving god the glory even robs ourselves from the opportunities that god gives us to help save souls um so it's very important pride is a huge issue remember pride is what got uh satan casted out what made him rebel against god well he he rebelled against god but pride was like you know was where his mind was at and everything like that um so pride is big pride is a big one i was reading through acts i've been reading through acts like that's i I finished matthew god put on my heart to read matthew and now i'm reading acts i'm just trying to read all the way through and i i it's like it's not the first time i've read acts but um I've just been amazed to see, like, you know, it's talking about the start of the church. You know, Jesus Christ had died. He rose rose again. He's now transcended. And we're talking about the church coming together, the apostles coming together and building this, building the church, building community of believers, becoming what we would call today Christians. And I was amazed at, you know, the apostles for multiple reasons. I mean, their boldness, their obedience. But one thing I really want to highlight is how humble they were. I was reading, I think it's somewhere in like Acts 4, where like Peter had healed this one man and like everybody was looking at him like, whoa, what the heck? And he was like, why are you looking at me? Like, it's not by my power, by my might. It was just like, wow, like Peter, Peter was on. It was like this one guy that tried to go to Peter and like he bowed at Peter's feet, like, oh, apostle Peter. And then Peter's like, bro, I'm a man like you get up. (laughs) Like, you feel me? And like, I don't know, it was just amazing because you would think that of all people, Yeah, like it's the people that are most close to Jesus and the people who literally were with him. And like, you know, how many people saw Jesus transcend into the sky? You would think that, you know, there's there may be having they they, of course, a lot of the world disrespects them. Right. But within their circles, within their Christian circles, they're the head honchos, El Jefe's. Right. (laughs) And, you know, they never let the pride get to them. You know, just just to be very clear, the apostles definitely lived called were called to a journey of being in the valley. Right we we talked you know, these are the martyrs, you know, these are the people that were in prison for most of their life. These are the people that were suffering, that were getting thrown in jail all the time. So just be very clear, like, you know, these people were definitely called to journey through the valley, but I would see that at certain points at the beginning of Acts, it's almost like they're out the mat, they were at the mountain peak, because there would be certain times where people would adore them. And that's what we're going to go to today in Acts chapter 14. <clears throat> um, Acts chapter 14, we're going to go to verse eight. Right. And this is when Paul, when Saul, well, at this point he's Paul, I'm sorry. At this point, he's Paul, Paul. and And I forgot who else was with him. They're actually, they actually went to this place and they're like spreading the gospel and they heal this one guy. And a lot of things happen after they heal this one guy. So we're going to start at verse eight. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked this man heard heard Paul speaking Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed said with a loud voice stand up straight on your feet and he leaped and walked now when the people saw that saw what Paul had done they raised their voices look at saying in Lyconian language sorry i can't pronounce that The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Look at this. And Barnabas, they called Zeus. Okay, it was Paul and Barnabas. They called Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes um, because he was the chief speaker. Then the priest of Zeus, whose temple was in front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates intending to sacrifice with the multitudes. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard this they were they tore their clothes look at that they tore their clothes and ran in among the multitude crying out and saying men why are you doing these things we are also men with the same nature as you and preach to you that you should turn from these useless things to the living god who made the heaven the earth the sea and all things that are in them who in bygone generations allowed all nations to walk in their own ways Nevertheless, he did not leave himself without witness in that he did good, gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these things, they were scarce. They could scarcely restrain the multitudes from sacrificing to, to them. May God bless me and the read, reading and understanding of his word. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Mm. So what happened here? Apostle Paul heals a crippled man. And everybody around there is like, yo, like, that's crazy. Like, you just did this. You must be the incarnate of Zeus. You must be the incarnate of Hermes. Everybody bring all the sacrifices. These guys are gods. Let's bring the sacrifices. Let's sacrifice to them. And Apostle Paul and Barnabas, they're looking at each other like, yo, they started tearing their clothes, which was like a sign of like, you know, of, of sorrow started tearing their clothes like no 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 it's not about us it's about the living God who created the heavens who created the earth and he has a witness and he's doing good things and he has done good things and we are, we we've come here to tell you about him we've come here as witnesses of this God we are not the gods but we've come to tell you who the God is hmm. they said we are men just like you even though at this point they were offered the opportunity to be worshipped as gods. Just like we have finally reached the mountain peak and we finally have the job and we finally have the promotion. We've graduated. We have 100% on a test. We, we, we blew up on TikTok. Now you have everyone's attention. You have it. Everyone's looking up to you at the mountain peak. So what do you do now? What do you do? You're now front stage. You've been praying to God. Put me in the front stage. I can do this. I can do this. Put me up on this mountain peak. And God finally puts you on this mountain peak. Now what do you do? Do you give the glory back to God? Or do you keep it to yourself? It may not implicitly say that's. Paul and Barnabas were tempted with pride. But imagine, you know, I put myself in that situation and they're bringing out the sacrifices and all the girls going crazy. Everybody going crazy saying, wow, this is a God incarnate. Oh, my gosh. He just did this. I'm telling you, I start smelling myself. Big time. I start feeling myself. Many of us would because many of us are in those situations when we get the promotion and we forget the person who gave us the promotion. We forget that God is the one that placed us in the mountain peak. He set us up there and we get there and all we could think of is a time. Okay, well, because I stood up because I, I stayed up all night because I worked hard because I did that. Really? That's why you're, you're where you're at. That's why. And look at your entire life. There's no room. There's no room for you to have given glory to God. That's a lie. It's a lie. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 who says apostle Paul wrote for who makes you differ from another and what do you have that you did not that that you did not receive now if you did indeed receive it why do you boast as if you did not receive it mm. some of us we get to the mountain peak yeah and we choose rather than point Everybody in the direction to God, we choose to be the God in the eyes of the people. God put us there. God gave us his power for us to get there. And rather than us tell everybody, it's not by my power, it's not by my might, but by God in heaven. My relationship with Jesus Christ has empowered me. To have a relationship with God in heaven, giving me access to this God. And this God has showered blessings upon me. He strengthened me to get through the day. He gave me the ability to get well. He gave me the ability to be here, to even work hard, to be at this mountain peak. But no, some of us, we don't want to give glory to God. We want to be perceived as God to everybody else that's looking down, that's looking up at us. We're finally on the mountain peak. For years, we struggled to get here. For years, we struggled to get to graduation, to get 100% on the test, whatever it might be. And rather than us giving glory back to the person that got us there, we take it for ourselves. Why? Why do we? (laughs) Honestly, there's a billion reasons why. There's a billion reasons why we, we... become prideful a billion reasons why, um, we, we, um, we want to take the glory away from God. But the one I want to highlight, um, is the fact that I think many of us forget to give glory to God because we value the love and the respect, um, and the honor that we're going to get more than the duty to help save a soul. Because I've said this before, there's only one person who you can glorify, who you can give the glory to, and that glory will actually save a soul. Because you can take the glory for the things that, you know, God accomplishes through you. Right. You can take the glory. But then when you take the glory, like what happens when some we praise somebody? Oh, they're lit. Oh, they're the best. They're the go- all that stuff. And then at some point The trend dies down because that's what happens naturally. And they move to somewhere else. You got your glory. You got your 15 minutes of fame, 15 seconds, whatever they say, 15 minutes of fame. And then it dies out. And guess what? You got your glory. But what happens after that? Nothing. But when we glorify God, this is what happens. God, I just got this job. Oh, oh, you guys, I just got this job and God has given it to me. God is so good. And somebody's going to be like, you know, everybody says God is good. How is God so good? Like, what? tell me about this God. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to tell you about this God. Well, my God is A, B, and C. And he gave his only son. That whosoever will believe in him will have eternal life. Are you interested in something like that? He said, you know what? I am interested in something like that. Not so much because I want to get to the mountain peak too. But I am astonished. That's a God so big can care about someone like you. I want somebody to care for me. Like I want a relationship with somebody that cares for me like God cares for you. And you see how giving glory to God has turned into a conversation of somebody's soul being saved, accepting Jesus Christ into their life. But some of us, we don't allow it to get to that point because now when we get to the mountain peak, it's about us. It's about us. It's about our hard work. It's about the odds that we had to be as if God is not the one that plucked us up. But the thing is, you know, <laughs> oh man. we don't like to talk about God plucked us up out of this or God delivered us from this for many reasons. But when we talk about pride, many of us, we don't want to talk about how God's delivered us because, you know, for some people, they're just going to say, oh, well, it was luck and us glorifying God is what makes us feel or makes us seem less talented, makes us seem less hardworking, makes us seem less valuable. Oh, my goodness gracious. And now people aren't paying attention to you. And now you even feel less valuable because God's the one that's doing all the work. Let me tell you something. If you are playing tug of war with God to get the glory, God's God's not even going to steal it from you. That guy's not even gonna steal it from you. But do understand that this glory that you want to receive here on this earth for all the things that you're doing, you're doing. Okay, get your get the glory, because rather than having your rewards in heaven, you're gonna have it here. Ra- rather than having your treasures, your treasures and your reward for eternity in heaven, you're gonna have it for 15 seconds of fame here on earth, and then moth and rust is gonna destroy it. Because that's what happens. Because it's 7 billion other people on this planet that are also going to do great things. And you're going to get your glory for a moment. And then they're going to go on to the next person. And all you have to show for your glory is going to be that little trophy that catches dust in the shelf. And that trophy that catches dust in the shelf is more important to you than telling somebody else about God. That's not right. But can I tell you why so many of us forget that fulfilling this purpose, this duty, and, and giving God the glory is more important than taking the glory for ourselves. It's because some of us, were so fixated, we're so infatuated with our own self-image. And I think that it's because we get so distracted from, so distracted with these perceived gaps that we have in our life, those gaps, those insecurities, right? These weaknesses that we have, we get so distracted by it to the point where when we finally get on the mountain peak, because we feel so weak and because we feel so insecure, some of us, we have to brag about, hey, I did this, hey, I did that, or I did this, I did that. So everybody else can see and value you more. And that Is what we think is going to fill up the insecurities. Being prideful. We think being prideful. And taking glory from God. Is going to fill up the insecurities. Because we need that love and respect from everybody. In order to actually feel good about ourselves. Huh? Huh? We're so caught up about our self image. That we forget. You know what we forget? We forget that it's not about our self image. We were made in God's image and we were made in God's image for the purpose of mirroring, of reflecting the glory back to him. That's the whole point. We're made in God's image. We're made in God's image to be his fingerprint here on earth. So when people look at us, they see him. That's why you're on the mountain peak. That's why God put you there. Because it's somebody else that he wants to touch. But we get so caught up in trying to fill in these insecure places that we don't even, we forget the reason why we're there is not to just feel good about ourselves and not to get the love and respect of other people, but it's to give the glory back to God, to to the guy that gave you everything. Some of us, we get so distracted and we become prideful when God lifts us up and God puts us in front stage because we're so we hate our weakness. The source of our pride comes from our disdain of our weaknesses. So we have to put up this facade and we have to do what we got to do and claim all of these accomplishments that we know God did for us, but claim all of these accomplishments so we can add to our self-image, so people can adore us. So we don't have to think about our insecurities. We're loved. And we're respected by everyone. We don't have to think about our weaknesses. We're loved. We're respected by everyone. Your, so- your pride comes from, from, from us, for some of us, your pride comes from you hating your weaknesses. But can I tell you something? Your weakness is the foundation on which God builds his glory. You hate being weak, but I'm telling you that your weakness is the foundation on which God builds his glory. You don't believe me? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, at verse 27. This is on the hoodies that we was making. This, This is it right here. It says... But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. That's to surprise or to put to shame the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea. And things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory, In his presence Mm. No man should glory In his presence But of him Are ye in Christ Jesus Who of God is able unto Has made unto us Wisdom and righteousness And sanctification and redemption That according as it is written He that glorifieth Let him glory in the Lord May God bless your hearing and the reading And understanding of his word in Jesus name Amen You hate being weak, but what we just read is that God chooses the weak. Come on. He chooses the weak with the purpose to confound the mighty. He chooses the foolish with the purpose to confound the wise. Your weakness is the foundation on which God builds his glory. But we hate being weak because we're so fixated on our own self-image. We don't want everybody to think of us as weak. Being weak is an insult. But that's where God wants us. That's where God. That's that's. Ooh, man, God sees. God sees this person. Some somebody that's weak, and he's like, Ooh, I'm. About, I'm about to pull that person. I'm about to pull her out, and I'm gonna use her, and I'm gonna put her on the mountain peak. And because she's gonna remember to give glory to me, other souls will be saved. Other souls are gonna know me more. Mm. You know, because. Why Why? Why allow somebody to go through All the stuff that they're going to go through And all the stuff that they're probably going to go through To try and get to know God Why can't you just tell them to know God I thank God That maybe in certain situations When you missed the opportunity Somebody else would take it But what if what if that other path Is now going to be harder for them Because you didn't want to speak up Right there You're sitting right next to them. Man he didn't put you on the mountain peak for you to be perceived as God to the people. He put you on the mountain peak. He put you in front stage for him to be God to other people. Hmm. He got you to where you're at. That means he trusted you with his power. Hmm. You pray with faith and he gave you this power. He gave you this everything and he trusted you with it but so many of us we'd rather just post on social media and I mean some of it I'll be going social media and some of it the paragraphs are so beautiful when you get that job or when you graduate people be like you know I'm first generation and I'm from the hood I came from nothing and all this stuff and it's beautiful beautifully written just a beautiful story but then when I get to the end of it it's just like dang I don't see God in this and it's just like, you know, I'm going I'm a like it, <laughs> but it's just like, man, an opportunity lost. You didn't even mention God's name. <laughs> you didn't talk about Jesus Christ, who without him, you wouldn't be there. Some of you even remember to thank your mom. You remember to thank your dad. You remember to thank your best friends. And you tag them all, whatever it might be, but still no mention of God. I'm ta- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can I be real? Can I be real? <sighs> <sighs> Some of us aren't in front stage because you've been praying. God put you in front stage. You've been praying God to give you opportunities. Some of us are in front stage because God can't trust us with that power because he knows if we if he if we we put if he puts us there, we're not even going to do what we need to do. Can I be? Hey, am I lying? Ladies and gentlemen, God. Maybe he wants to call you to a journey where you're going to go from mountain peak to mountain peak to mountain peak, but he can't call you there yet because. You're too prideful, and even if you're not prideful right now, if he gave you those things, you would use those things to identify yourselves with and for other people to worship you as opposed to hmm. some of you are so insecure that you are prideful i'm a i'm I'm one of them I was so insecure that I was prideful high school I remember that I had to be prideful. I had to care so much about my self-image so much. I had to. Ladies and gentlemen, pride, there's no place. There's no place for it when we're serving God. There's no place for pride when we're serving God. No place for it. No place for in the kingdom at all. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much, God, for the opportunity that you've given me to get behind this mic and preach to your children, Oh God. Your words, your words be preached to your children and even to myself, Oh God. I pray that that you help us, Father God, that evil spirit that is tempting us with pride, oh God, I rebuke it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, Father God, to be secure in you, find value in you so we don't have to be insecure and find it in other people's praise and adoration and other people's love and respect that they bestow upon us, oh God. And when we get to the mountain peak, Father God, we remember that we are not there just to feel good, not to be gods ourselves, Father God, but to point people in the direction of the one true God, which is you. Thank you, Father, for this message. Let it be stained in the back of our heads, oh God. And even some of us that are so insecure to the point that we are prideful, oh God, help us, Father God, to find our value in you. Help us, Father God, to resist this pride, oh God, and to be humble, to remember that we are men and we are women just like everybody else. And we are, we are blessed to be used. And we don't hate our weaknesses. We welcome them because we know that on this weakness, you will build your, you will build your glory. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in once again, once again, to the Church Board Confessions. I hope this message can really bless your heart. I know that it blessed me. Um, You guys have an amazing, amazing, amazing week. Love you guys.